Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to Fresh Encounter, the radio ministry of Lifelong Anointing Church. Our mission as a church is to equip the body of Christ to increase in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and with men. We are glad that you joined us for this edition of the broadcast. It is our prayer that this broadcast will be a blessing to you. Here now is Pastor Otuno with today's message. The key of kingdom advancement. The key of kingdom advancement. And what is this thing that we talk about kingdom advancement? What is it? When we say kingdom advancement, what are we talking about? Kingdom advancement is the promotion of the kingdom of God. Basically, it is moving the kingdom of God forward. It is elevating the work of God. It is making sure that other people are aware of what God is doing and what God has done in your life. If, for example, I go to a place, as you are going towards my house, there is a particular little corner there that when you turn your car into, there is a box of money that you will find. And I find that money. And anytime that's why I'm appearing like this, it will be unfair for me not to tell you. Though I'll be very careful how I tell you so that you don't go and take the money. But if I know that the money is unlimited, that I can take as much, and it should be enough for other people, it will be unfair for me not to tell other people. That's what the grace of God is all about. There are things that we enjoy in Christ. And God is saying that if you have enjoyed it, if you have access to this thing, you should be able to tell other people. Let other people be free from the bondage that the enemy is placing there. So kingdom advancement is the promotion of the kingdom of God. It is moving the kingdom of God forward. It is elevating the work of God. It is exposing other people to the work of God. It is letting other people know that there is a blessing somewhere that they too can come and benefit from. Kingdom of God is a demonstrable commitment to the growing, the expansion, and the enlargement of the kingdom of God. In other words, you are trying to let people know, I have seen something that has changed my life. And now I am offering it to you so that you too can have it. The idea is that when you use a product that you like, what do you do? You tell your friend that this is a product that is good. You might probably use it. Find a particular store where you get a good deal. You recommend it to your friend. The same thing. When it comes to kingdom advancement, you have tasted Christ. You have seen his mercy. You have enjoyed his blessing. You have prayed and you have seen answer. You should be able to tell somebody else and say, come on, come and see. This is what God is doing in my life. This prayer works. This particular thing works. That is what kingdom service is all about. A demonstrable commitment to the growing, expanding, and enlarging of the kingdom of God. In other words, when you are committed to growing the body of Christ... When you are committed to advancing the work of God, when you are committed to telling other people about Christ, you are involved in what is called kingdom advancement. When you are praying that other people will see the light, you are involved in kingdom advancement. The question is, why then? Why must you be involved in this kingdom advancement? Why is it necessary for every believer to tell other people about the blessings of God that they are enjoying? Why is it necessary that you must be able to tell your family member, tell your co-worker, tell the people around you that Jesus is doing something in your life? Why? Number one reason is because it is commanded. You are commanded to do it. The Bible says, Jesus said and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations. 
In other words, you have stayed with me. You have enjoyed the blessings of God. You have seen what I can do. You have seen the benefit that is associated with me, the benefit that accrued to those who associate themselves with me. He said, I am now telling you to go to the world. So we are commanded to be involved in kingdom advancement. It is our job as a Christian, it is our responsibility to do it. Number one, we do it, it is important because it is commanded. Number two, because it is demanded. It is demanded of us to do it. In the book of Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27, the Bible says that it is appointed unto man to want to die. After that, judgment. If you know that somebody is facing judgment, there is one way for them to escape judgment. It will be unfair for you be unfair for me not to tell them how to escape judgment. And that is what kingdom advancement is all about. The Bible says that the eyes of the Almighty God is so pure that he cannot behold iniquity. And he is going to judge sin. If you know somebody is in danger of being judged, it will be unfair for you to keep your mouth shut and not tell them how they can escape it. Just like it's unfair for me to know where you can get a particular blessing, where you can get a particular money, where you can get a particular service, and I refuse to tell you. It's also unfair for me to see that you are in danger of something, and I will not tell you. You remember when you are driving? As you are driving along the way, you will notice that there are some people, when there is a, a traffic stop somewhere down the road, and you are coming at a top speed, you see somebody flashing you. Initially, I didn't know what it meant. They were trying to tell you, my friend, slow down, slow down. There's police in front of you. That's what they were trying to tell you. But if you don't understand what happened, you just keep speeding. And before you know what's happening, you see the blue lights. The Christmas lights start following you. Then you realize, oh, that was what that guy was trying to tell me. That's basically what this thing is. A lot of people are living their life on the fast lane. A lot of people are living their life a very dangerous way. And you, as a believer, you have seen that there's a traffic stop in front of them. And you are trying to tell them, my friend, slow down. My friend, check the way you are behaving. Check the way you are living your life. Check the things that you are getting yourself involved in. Because the road that you are traveling is not good. That's why the Bible tells us that. He said there is a way that seems right to a man. He said for the end thereof is what? Is death. And that is why it is the responsibility of the believer. It is demanded of a believer to let people know that yes, there is life and there is death. He said I have placed before you life and death. He said choose life that you may live. So it is important. Kingdom advancement is important, number one, because it is commanded. Number two, because it is demanded. Number three, because it is a requirement. Paul the Apostle said to the Corinthian church, he said, though I preach the gospel, I have nothing to glory, for necessity is laid on me. He said, woe is unto me if I preach not the gospel. It is a requirement of a believer to tell somebody else. It's a requirement. Because if you don't, what you are doing is that you are failing in your responsibility. Number four, it is also, it is a demonstration of our love for the Almighty God. A demonstration that yes, we have encountered Christ. A man who has enjoyed the mercies of God has no problem telling other people that this is what I have enjoyed. But you cannot tell people what you have not enjoyed. What you have not possessed, you cannot tell other people. That's why a lot of people are finding it very difficult to talk about Christ elsewhere because they have not experienced what they are required to tell other people. So kingdom advancement is important for us to engage in because it is a demonstration of our love for God. Paul the Apostle said, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power of God to everyone that believes. To the Jews first 
and then to the Greek. To advance the kingdom is to demonstrate the love of God for other people. Is to tell the people that yes, Jesus Christ loved them and you have enjoyed that particular blessing. It's also our responsibility. It is also a responsibility of the believer to be involved in the gospel. It's the responsibility of the believer. Because the soul that sins, the Bible says, it shall die. And if that soul will die, you are responsible to let them know. Now, for them to make up their mind, that's a different story. But it's your responsibility to let them know. So see that kingdom advancement is very important to the believer. The question is, how do you engage in it? How do you engage in kingdom advancement? I don't want to go into evangelism and soul winning 101. I'll just give you a high-level overview. I want you to understand that there are two basic ways in which we get involved in kingdom advancement. Two basic ways. The first way is the physical kingdom advancement. Physical involvement. The Bible tells us in the book of 2 Timothy chapter 4. 2 Timothy chapter 4, reading from verse number 2. We say, preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. In other words, Paul is telling Timothy, be physically involved in the advancement of the kingdom. You are to advance the kingdom in the things that you say. You have to advance the kingdom in the way you exhort people, in the way you endure the things that people are doing, in the teachings that you show to other people. Physically, you are supposed to tell people, hey, this life that you are living, that's not all that is. There is more to life than what you are expecting. Preach the word. The physical involvement in kingdom expansion. The second one is the spiritual involvement in kingdom advancements. And what is the spiritual aspect? It is when you are committed to praying for souls. When you know a member of your family needs to be born again and that person is still being resistant to the gospel and you are constantly praying for them. Say, Lord, let their heart be open. Let the word of God make sense in their heart. Let the spirit of God bring conviction into their spirit. That is kingdom advancement. When you are praying that, yes, there are people that came to church today, but Lord Almighty, let them be established. When you are praying for the establishment of a soul that has been brought to the Lord, that is kingdom advancement. So it is both physical and it's also spiritual. There are some people who would go out physically to talk to other people. There are people who will stay behind on their knees and pray for the heavens to be open. Kingdom advancement can be physical, it can be spiritual. And that's why the Bible tells us in the book of Ephesians chapter 1, when Paul heard about the convert in Ephesus, Paul the Apostle started praying in verse number 15. He said, Wherefore I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and love unto all saints, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Paul is not going there physically right now. He's doing this on a spiritual level. The Bible says that he said, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayer. And what was the prayer? He said that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom, the spirit of revelation, and the knowledge of him. In other words, so that you can know Christ the more. And then in verse number 18, he said that your eyes of understanding be enlightened, that ye may know what is the hope of his calling, and what is the riches of his glory, of his inheritance to the saints, and what is the ex- Seeing greatness of his power towards to who believe according to the working of his mighty power. In other words, Paul is saying, I am not there with you physically, but spiritually I am lifting up your spirit so that you can see God, so that you can understand what the gospel is all about, so that you can understand what the benefits are, so that you can know what provisions that God has made available for you. That is how you advance the kingdom. There are places you may never be able to get to, but your prayers will be able to get there. There are people you may not be able to talk to, but your prayers will be able to prepare the way for other people to reach them. 
There are places that you may not be able to make a difference, but praying on your knees, you'll be able to make a difference. There are some hearts that are so stubborn that you cannot reason with them. It is only the power of God that can reason with them, and that is why you lift them up to the Almighty God. So, Paul the Apostle is saying, advancing the kingdom through soul winning prayers, advancing the kingdom through intercessory prayers for the establishment of the saints. We advance the kingdom of God when we pray for loved ones, when we pray for stubborn sinners, when we pray for the word of God to have access in a particular area. So that is what this thing is all about. You can do it physically, you can do it spiritually. Not everybody will have the opportunity of doing what I'm doing right now. Not everybody will have the opportunity of ministering to people over the internet. But every one of us have the opportunity to go on our knees and pray for somebody. There is somebody, at least one person in your life, that you know that needs the gospel. It's our duty as believers to be able to be involved in kingdom advancement by praying for that one person. Now we see that advancement of the kingdom of God is both physical and spiritual. But there is also a benefit that attached to it. When you are involved in the things of God, God never leaves you hanging. God never leaves you hanging. The Bible tells us in the book of Isaiah chapter 45. Isaiah 45, he said, I did not speak in secrets, in dark places of the earth. No, I did not say to the seed of Jacob that he should seek me in vain. What that simply means is that when I ask you to follow me, I didn't ask you to follow me for nothing. When I ask you to serve me, I didn't ask you to serve me in vain. When I ask you to go and preach the gospel, I did not tell you to go and preach it in vain. In other words, everything I asked you to do, I did it because I wanted to bless you. I wanted to do something in your life. So there are benefits that are associated with you trying to bring others to the kingdom. And what are the benefits? Number one is the benefit of divine favor. The Bible said, Thou shalt arise and have mercy on Zion. For the time to favor her, even the set time, is come. So when you are involved in bringing others to the kingdom, the favor of the Almighty God is always going to be over your life. So one of the easiest ways for you to get favor, if you are praying for favor, one of the easiest ways to get it is minister the gospel to somebody else. Number two, the blessings that accompany a kingdom advancement is the blessing of divine honor. The Bible said that my own shall thou exalt like the horns of a unicorn. I shall be anointed with fresh oil. The more you speak the word of God, the more the glory and the honor of God comes upon you. Have you to notice one thing? That when you see a preacher, there is always a kind of respect that is given to them. Why? Is it because they are smart? No. Some of them you will find out that you are more educated than they. And yet, you give them respect. Why? Because of the word of God. They are ministering the word of God. You are not respecting them as individuals. You are respecting the grace of God upon their lives. So when you are involved in kingdom advancement activity, the glory of God, the honor of God, the favor of God falls upon your life. And the Bible tells us something in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 34 verse 7. It says, Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes was not dim. His natural forces did not abate. In other words, the man was strong throughout. And why was that? He was busy involved in the kingdom service. The more involved you are in the kingdom of God, in the service of the kingdom of God, the more healthy you become. He gives you the grace to do things. He gives you the grace to be able to live beyond your own natural ability. Not only that, Matthew chapter 6, verse 3 that we read the other time, he says, seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that be added to you. That is divine provision follows. Those who are involved in the kingdom. The more you serve him, the more he provides. 
The point we are making is that when you are involved in the service, divine provision shows up. Not only that, there is divine prosperity. Look at Psalm 35 verse 27. The Bible says, let them shout for joy and be glad. That favors that righteous cause. Or yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified. Who just has pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. The more you are involved in his service, the more he will open the way for you to be blessed. You will never lack any good thing. That's what it means. And not only that, the more involved you are in kingdom advancement, the more your level changes. The Bible says that the king sends to lose him, even the ruler of the people, and let him go. He made him the lord of his house and ruler of his substance to bind his princes at his pleasure and to teach senators his wisdom. Psalm 105 verse 20 is talking about Joseph. Involvement in kingdom services changes your level. It brings the word of God to life in your life. It turns your circumstances around. The benefit of kingdom service is encapsulated in one verse of the scripture, and that is Exodus 23. Exodus 23, verse 25, the Bible says, And you shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and your water, and I will take away sickness away from you. What else do you want? He will bless your bread. That's prosperity. He will bless your water, divine comfort, refreshment. And it will take away sickness from you. That is basically what the Lord is promising to those who are involved in his service. But the interesting thing is that there are some, for some reason, will refuse to be involved in kingdom service. They will say, well, that is not for me. I mean, it's not for me. For whatever reason, they will not. When people do that, what you will find is that they cut themselves off from the grace of God. You cut yourself from the flow of favor. You cut yourself off from the hand and the power of the Almighty God from working on your behalf. Go and ask Jonah. The Bible says, go to Nineveh and he decide to go somewhere else. God said, okay, fine. You think you're smart? Okay, let's see what happens. The more you run, the slower you become. If you want to jump sheep, I'm going to put you in the belly of the whale. I'm going to make life difficult for you because what you are doing is that you are working against my purpose. When you refuse to be involved in kingdom service, what you are doing is that you are cutting off the grace of God from your life. You are cutting off the flow of favor. And you are cutting off the hand and the power of the Almighty God from working on your behalf. The problem is that many of us don't look at the pattern in our lives. When you look at the pattern in our lives, you begin to see that God himself has a way of working with his people. The question then now becomes that, why is it that in the church we are not involved? Why are we not interested in doing things like this? We are not interested because, number one, it is hard work. Ministering the gospel to other people, advancing the kingdom of God is a lot of hard work. Paul the Apostle said, I labor much more abundantly than all. You will labor in prayer. You will labor in service. You will do a lot of work. That is why a lot of people are not interested in it. And it's a job that in most cases you don't get any thank you. In fact, they will even blame you. Number two, people don't do it because they don't understand the blessing that comes with it. Most people don't understand the benefit that comes with it. And because we don't understand the benefit that comes with it, why would I be involved in it? Number three, many people don't do it because of the fear of man. Especially in this our society where the laws have been put in place to keep you from ministering to other people. Because if you do it now, they'll tell you you're supposed to separate church and state. The idea is this. Most people don't do it because they are afraid of men. They are afraid of institution. They are afraid of what people will do. But the Lord has given us wisdom. Jesus Christ said that the children of this world are wiser than the children of the kingdom. There is a way in which we can do it. And we have been doing it in a way. When you actually get the word of God right into their house without you being there. 
The same institution that is supposed to keep you out is the same institution that will help you to deliver the message. The Lord will help us. Not only that, many people don't do it because they listen to the lies of Satan. The lies of Satan, you don't have, because you don't have time, that's why you are doing all this thing. They listen to the lies of the devil and that's why they are not involved. But those who defy the opposition of Satan, those who defy the opposition of hell and they get involved, they will experience the turnaround power of kingdom advancement. And the question is, why is the preaching of the word of God, the ministering of the word of God, why does it have so much power to change your life? Why? Why is it that when you are involved in the service of the kingdom, when you are identifying with Christ, when you are involved in kingdom advancement, you find out that your life is turned around. Why? The first reason is because you are involved in the thing that matters to God the most. And that is the souls of men. You are involved in the rescue of the souls of men. And because you are involved in the rescue of the souls of men, you attract the attention of the Almighty God. Can you imagine a parent? You have a dearly beloved child. That child is in danger. That child is in danger of death. And all of a sudden, somebody from somewhere comes in and rescues that child from the hand of death. What do you think you are going to do to that person? You see that person differently. You can give the whole of your estate to that person because he has just rescued what is most important to you. Man is the pressure, is the crown of God's creation. And God's intention is to rescue man that man may not die. And that is why every one of us know this verse of the scripture. John 3, 16. For God so loved the world, which means so loved you and I, that he gave his only begotten son. If you are involved in rescuing that particular world that God loves, you get the attention of the Almighty God. If you are involved in saving the children, in saving man and woman that God came to die for, he will notice you. That is why that thing is so powerful. Because it gets you right there in the presence of the Almighty God. Number two, why is it important? It is important because it puts you on the payroll of the Almighty God. Let me explain what I mean. Look at the book of Luke chapter 22. Luke 22 verse 35. The Bible says, when I sent you out without pause and script, lack ye anything? And they said what? Nothing. What does that mean? Jesus Christ said, when I ask you to go out and fish for men, when I ask you to go out and preach the gospel, when I ask you to go and do this thing, he said, did you lack anything? He said, no. How did you get the money? Because you are on my payroll. If you are working for a company and the company sends you to the Bahamas or they send you to the UK or send you to Africa, are you the one that pays your friend? No. Are you the one that pays your accommodation? No. Even if you pay your accommodation, what do they do? They give you reimbursement. Basically, why this thing is powerful is because as soon as you are involved in the advancement of the kingdom of God, what you have done is that you have enlisted in the army of the Almighty God. You have enlisted as a staff in his company. And the Lord Almighty does what? Takes care of those people. That's why he told Jesus Christ, ask those disciples. He said, when I ask you to go out without pause, without script, without shoes. He said, did you lack anything? He said, no. In other words, I provided for you. That's why this thing is powerful. Because God Almighty is enlisting you as an employee. And because he enlists you as an employee, he is going to make sure that you are rewarded. He's going to make sure that you are paid. It's going to make sure that you are taken care of. 
So please understand this. This thing is powerful, number one, because you are dealing with what is most important to God. Number two, is powerful because you are enlisting in the service of the Almighty God. You are serving as an employee. Nobody, you cannot work for a company and they will not give you money. They will not pay you. And this thing is powerful because God is the one doing the payment. Number three, why is it powerful? Look at the book of Daniel chapter 12. The Bible says, And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. That's why it's powerful. Because it's an assurance of his glory. He's telling you that if you are involved in this thing, those who are wise, they shall be as the brightness of the firmament. Their glory is going to be revealed. The Lord is saying that as long as you are involved in this thing that is very, very important to me, that is very, very important to my heart, uh, you will be as a star forever. He said, anyone who turns many to righteousness, shall be as the star forever. So the glory of the Almighty God is associated with this thing. That is why it is powerful. That is why it can turn life around. And then finally, the Bible tells us in the book of Malachi chapter 3, Many of you will remember when we were praying with I said that you should pray for divine exemption. Pray for divine exemption. The Bible says in Malachi chapter 3, if you read from verse number 17, it says, And they shall be mine, says the Lord of hosts. In that day, when I make up my jewel, I will spare them. As a man spares his own son that served him, I will spare them as a man spares a son that serve him. Then ye shall return and discern between righteous and the wicked, and between him that serveth God and him that does not serve him. In other words, I'm going to make a demarcation. I'm going to make a separation between those who are serving me and those who are not serving me. In other words, when there is evil and calamity coming all over the world, because you are involved in my service, I am making a hedge of protection around you. I am giving you a divine exemption from evil that a thousand may fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand side, it will not come near me. Why? Because you are involved in his service. That's why this thing is powerful. If you look all through the scripture, there's a consistent pattern in scripture. In the days when Israel was in, was in captivity in Egypt, the Bible said there was darkness in Egypt, there was light in Goshen. Divine exemption. The psalmist told us very specifically, he said, a thousand will fall at your side, ten thousand at your right hand side, it will not come near you. Divine exemption. You see the same thing here in the book of Malachi. All this thing is happening, divine exemption. God is saying, the more you are involved in my service, the more I set you apart for good. That's why this thing is powerful. That is why this thing is very powerful. And the question this morning is that, are you going to get involved? God is a God of covenants. There are promises in the scriptures. That is where a lot of Christians make mistakes. There are promises in the scriptures. But every promise is not just going to be fulfilled without your own commitment to doing your part. The promises come to life when you do your part. And as soon as you do your part, the promises will graduate from just a promise to becoming what? To becoming a covenant. Promises graduate from being a promise to becoming a covenant when you do your part. And as soon as you do your part, God is committed to doing his own part. These are all the things that we've talked about, that the power of kingdom advancement comes because you are involved in that which is important to the Almighty God. Because you have enlisted in His service. Because His glory is attached to it. And because of the exemption from evil. 
The question now is, are you willing to do your part so that these blessings can begin to come? That's the question. And nobody can make that decision for you. You are the one who has to make that decision. Thank you very much for listening to our program today. We invite you to join us every Sunday at 10 a.m. for our Sunday worship service at 2711 Murfreesboro Road in Antioch, Tennessee. We also host Bible study and prayer meetings every Friday at 7 p.m. Visit us online at www.lifelonganointing.com and on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Join us next time for another edition of Fresh Encounter. On behalf of Lifelong Anointing Church, we thank you for listening.